Well, good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you're listening from. Welcome to Empower to Empower You podcast. I am your lovely host, Be Wendy Bob. Listen, if you are joining this podcast for the first time, let me just let you know that Empower to Empower You podcast is about all things Jesus Christ, mental health, anything to help you uh, be your better version of yourself. If you have not listened to episode uh, 60, Please feel free to pause this podcast and do this. Um, listen, go back and listen to episode 60, which was What Hinders Your Focus, part two. But welcome to episode 61. I have a lovely guest. And you know what? Y'all blew, blew her up. Y'all have listened to her uh, episode, which was episode number 54. Uh, evangelist Teresa Cooper. She is back and I'm so honored to have her back today. So just just a quickly, just a quick uh, introduction of Ms. Cooper. Um, evangelist Cooper has served in the ministry for more than 25 years. She has an extreme passion for sharing the word of God. I just love this woman of God. She loves leading people to the heart of God. For more than 10 years, she served in the youth ministry, reached youth in urban communities through illustrated sermons, radical worship and outreach, she served women of all ages in Bible studies, seminars, conferences, book clubs, and so much more. The last seven years, Evangelist Cooper's focus and mission has been ministering to broken and hurting men and women of all ages. In 2009, the Lord inspired her to create Why Not Ministry, a ministry to help those wounded by life discover the beauty of brokenness that leads to wholeness. It, on August of 2014, the Lord led, led Evangelist Cooper to begin Morning Talk, a daily motivational prayer and empowerment call for those in need of encouragement. And that happens every morning at 730, uh, 7.30 Central Standard. And she can give the information later on. Uh, professionally, Evangelist Cooper has served as an advocate for rights of persons with intellectual disabilities for more than 25 years. She continues to provide supports to individuals with disabilities from birth and beyond, but most importantly, she is a radical follower of Jesus Christ. She loves serving God. She loves serving his people. And you're going to hear her passion. For those of you who are hearing her for the first time, you're definitely going to be encouraged and inspired. And so we, I want to welcome you. I'm so excited. To episode number 61. Are y'all ready? Put on your seatbelts. So God did not answer your prayer. So now what? <laughs> so God did not answer your prayer. Now what? Come on, Sid. Yeah, listen, that's a heavy topic. That, I mean, yes. it's serious. We've all dealt with it, right? And we all can identify like, okay, so what did I do? Yes. Um, and this came about, I was talking to a dear friend of mine and um, God didn't answer her prayer. Her husband died, right? She's been praying for him. We all have been praying for him, but the Lord did answer, but he didn't answer what we wanted. So what do we do when we really dawn? And um, she told me I could use her story as an example. I won't use her name. But one of the things I realized is that sometimes when God doesn't answer our prayer, we go into this season of rebellion. Mm, yeah. Be because we're so angry. We are disconnected. We're disappointed. But we never take the time to stop and consider that God did answer, but that his answer was not what we wanted to hear. Yes. Right. Yes. So instead we go into rebellion. We begin to do other things. We begin to seek other things that are outside of us, but God, even in his infinite wisdom still knows our heart. So he doesn't allow us to be destroyed while we were, while we're out there in that rebellion. So mm -hmm. one of the things that, as I was uh, thinking about this and, and processing this is that and the Lord led me to a story in second Samuel, mm -hmm. um, where we know David loses his son. Yes. 
but it was due to his own uh, sin, right? But the Lord gave me that story because there is something so significant in David's life at that time that when the child, before the child died, David began to go into this big season of just laying before God and calling out to God, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people were afraid to tell, tell him when the, when the child died because they was like, he's going to do something worse because he would not eat, he was not sleeping. He was just calling out to God, just laying prostrate, just in his morning clothes. And then David realized their body temperature changed or their body uh, language changed. And so they finally said, the child is dead. Yeah. And what David does when he finds out to me is what the Lord is saying we need to do when God doesn't answer what we, what we, the way we want him to do. The first thing the Bible says that David did was that he got up. Come on. We have to get up out of our stinking thinking. We've got to get up out of that heaviness. Yes. We've got to get up out of that despair. We've got to get up out of that disappointment so mm-hmm. that we can see God. We can't see God. We can't hear him while we are stuck still in that place of God didn't do it for me. Yes, yes. he did. Yes. yes, he did. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is so good and such a relevant topic, right? Because a lot of people have their own expectations of what God should do, how he should do it, when God should yes. do it. When the, when the word of God says his thoughts are way higher. Yes. The thoughts, his, his ways cannot even be compared with our ways. But we do get to this point where we feel entitled, mm-hmm. entitled that God needs to do everything. And people take the word out of context as well. So people may say, well, the word of God says that if you delight in me, he will give you the desires of his of our hearts. Well, he will, but it's, it's what desire that he placed in our exactly. hearts. Exactly. His desires, it's his will. Right. So that is such a, because I've, I've heard so many examples of because God didn't do something um, people start to pout. Yeah. So upset and get mad at God and get angry at God and totally disconnect and then starts to act like orphan children. So what, mm-hmm. what do you say to people? What do you say to people who, you know, because God didn't answer my prayer, then I, I, I stopped trusting in him. I stopped. Yeah. Maybe I started to believe that he's not real. He's not God. Mm-hmm. He didn't answer mm-hmm. my prayer. Yeah, he. you know, it's funny. I was talking to a lady the other day in, in the divorce care group and um, she said the same thing. You know, she was just like, I'm in this place. I'm in this rut. You know, I just can't believe I am where I am. Mm-hmm. And I and I said to her, I said, can I tell you something that probably is very simple? And you're going to go, yeah. I said, but this is the revelation I've had this week. I said, whatever you are in, if you are in it, then God is in it. And she looked at me and I said, yeah, I said, because everything you went through, God has been there with you. I said, his word is true. He said, I would never leave you nor forsake you. So no matter where you are, he is there with you. I said, even in that decision, the very thing that you are going through, it has broken his heart to see you yeah. hurt and cry and be where you are. I said, so don't think that God is just sitting there going, oh, well, I'm just glad. I said, no, but he's using this opportunity to love you in a way that you've never experienced his love. But because you've never experienced it that way, you are rejecting it, that that is a form of love for him for you because you don't understand what's working behind the scene because you can't see behind the scene and you don't see the work that he's doing. It's not until it manifests that then you're saying, oh, look at what God's done. I said, but we don't realize that God is working in the background many times when we cannot sense it, when we do not feel it, and when we do not understand it, he is working. Mm -hmm. And so we have to the first thing that, let me go back and say something. I said David got up, but the first thing, the only way David was able to get up was that he had to accept God's answer. We got to accept his answer. And many times that's hard. And it is okay 
I don't want anybody to hear this and think, oh, I, I can't grieve. No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying is grieve, grieve it. Grieve your disappointment, grieve your despair, shout, cry, do whatever you need to do because God understands that. He yeah. is not disconnected from that. He is comfortable with that. He's not mad at you. If you look at Job's life, Job had a lot of questions for the Lord and why he was going through what he was going through. And he did not answer him at the time that he wanted him to answer. But when he did, then Job understood. Many times we're so angry and we're so mad that we're not taking the time to hear God. What is he really saying? But that only comes when we accept. When David began to accept what the Lord was saying, then he could get up. Until yeah. we can accept what God has done and mm -hmm. what has happened, then and only then can we get up. <laughs> so the first thing is get up. Get up. Mm -hmm. You got to accept you it, and then move. you got to get up. You got to yeah. move. You, you got to move. move, and that movement can be different things. It can I be see. now. If you weren't showering, you got to shower. You need to put on yeah. some clothes. Yeah. If you were not talking to people, you need to pick up that phone and call somebody and let somebody in. Yeah. Right. If yeah. you are not eating, you need to start eating at least one meal a day. I'm not yeah. saying that all of it is going to come together in one day, but you've got to do a little bit. And you, you're, with your little bit, God will take that little bit and take you farther than you thought you would be able to go, Absolutely. right? Yes. Absolutely. Because we, we, we grieve. I yes. grieved, like I said the last time, I grieved when my marriage ended. I grieved heavily. Yes. And I couldn't talk about it for six months, but it was, I don't know what happened at that six month period, but at that six month period, I can remember doing exactly what David said. I was like, no more. I'm yes. done crying over this. Yes. I'm giving it to God. Mm -hmm. And God is still good, whether he answered the prayer or not. Yes. He's still God. He's still, he's still God. But if we're, if we're just, if our relationship with God is based on an answered prayer, Yes. That's no relationship. It's if my not relationship with you. It's only based on what you can do for me. Mm -hmm. Then if you disappoint me, there's no relationship. I'm so stuck <laughs> in my feelings about the disappointment that my understanding about this relationship that I thought we had is so distorted. So the yes. question is, if we don't have a relationship with God, then it's very difficult. And of course, disappointments are hard. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. prayers are, are difficult to deal with, but relationship with God. I think about the story when you were talking about David. One of my favorite stories is Hannah. Mm. Hannah dealt with depression. She dealt with disorder. Yes. She was mocked. She was there were two wives. Al Alcana was her husband. He had yes, yes. And the other wife would you know mock her and you know be mm -hmm. very mean to her because the Bible says God did not give Hannah. A child. Right. Sure. I'm sure. Right. I ain't trying to add to the word, but I'm sure Hannah prayed right. for a yes. child year after year because every year, yes. missionally, religiously, they were going to the temple. And mm -hmm. the more, the more, um, the other wife, I can't remember her name. Penina, honey. Penina. Penina. <laughs> <laughs> Penina mocked her, was mean to her. I could just imagine, just intimidated her. The Bible says it was so heavy that Hannah was, she was in depression. Yes. She was in depression. She had gotten so sad. She was in depression because of that happened. But she, but she went to the temple. She prayed. She moaned. The, the priest even thought the, the, that she was drunk. And the Bible even said, and one day she got up mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she ate. And Come she on ate. Here. Okay. Yes. 
she did something different. She did something different. Yes, she was depressed. Yes, yes. she was sad. Yes, she was disappointed. Yes, she was grieving. Mm-hmm. But she made a decision. We have to make a decision. Are we going to sit here in our feelings? Because that's not going to do anything, right? That's it. Or that's are it. Are we going to get up, mm-hmm. rise up, and move yes, forward? and move forward? Yeah. Because even David, when he got up, he changed his clothes. Yeah. That meant, you know, because the, in that season, they used morning clothes, right? So he changed his clothes. We yeah. have to change yeah. our perspective. Yeah. We have to change our perspective yeah. about it. And that only comes through God. We've got to change that. It didn't work the way I want to, but it's not the end of the thing. It actually sometimes is the very beginning of the thing. Sometimes the things we are praying for, it is in that season of our heaviness and our grief that God is really revealing the truth to us that we really could not handle before then. And he's like, okay, now that I have your attention, let me give you this truth that's getting ready to change your mind. Let me give you this truth that's getting ready to transform your world. Let me give you this truth that's getting ready to catapult you to help you go farther than you ever thought you could go. But we've got to have a change. So David changed everything. He changed his position. He changed his clothes. And then it says that he went into worship. He went, come on. I was waiting for that part. (laughs) He went into worship. So we've got to go thank the Lord and tell him and then repent. Lord, I am sorry. I did not see this your way. I did not understand. And I still don't understand it. Right. I still don't understand. I'm still mad. I'm still in tears, but I trust you. I don't know where you're leading me, but I trust you. I don't know where you're sending me, but I trust you. I don't know what you're going to make out of this because I believe your word that you make something beautiful out of all things. I don't know what you're getting ready to make, but I trust you. Mm. And so David went to worship. He went into worship. And that's what we have to do. We've got to go and we've got to lay it out before God. We've got to lament. We've got to praise him. We got to adore him. And then we've got to sit and just say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes that's hard. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. is. Especially when we yield to our feelings, our emotions. Yes. When we stay in that place of sulking, can God trust us with our response? Mm-hmm. unstable situation yeah can he trust you can because he here's the thing. that's it you've got it that is a surrendered place Come on. that is a place that really says that my life is not mine and that whatever the lord allows or whatever the lord requires my yes. humble response is yes lord come on it is in that place of surrender that yes. you said that's where david was he was in a place of surrender that mm-hmm. it, i'm no longer gonna agree because even the people didn't understand his servant says what are you doing? <laughs> Why are you doing this? Because they didn't understand how now this child has died and now you're getting up. Come on. Many Come on. times when we're in grief, people don't understand why we're so sad. But yeah. when we get up, do yeah. you know how many ministries have been birthed from just grievous yeah. places, yeah. painful places, yeah. but it was because people got up, they were able to thank God, they were able to see yeah. God, and they were able to hear God say, I'm getting ready to make something so beautiful and so powerful out of this most painful place that you are in. If you would only hear me, we gotta hear God because yeah. he is speaking. He speaks to our hearts and tell you it is well. It is already well. Well, it is well. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is so good. I just don't <laughs> examples. But can he can he here's the thing? It's easy for us to say God is good. God right. Is faithful when right. everything is going well. It's mm-hmm. easy for us to uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, praise him. God is so good. 
But when we are faced with an unfavorable situation, when we are faced with that no, <laughs> yes, we got our own plans to get married, you know, by uh-huh. and then uh-huh. that thing, that heartbreak came. And mm-hmm. then like, oh, but wait, I had all these plans to get married, or I had all these plans yes. for a baby, or I had all these plans to do this, and it didn't happen. God, he foreknew. We don't understand, yes. he, but he he already knew, he knows everything way mm-hmm. beyond. Like he right. there's no vocabulary, right, to explain how he foreknows. But yes. if he's still faithful when right. that thing that we desired to happen. That- is, doesn't happen. Is he still faithful? Exactly. God is still faithful. Yes. He is still faithful. Yes. He's still, still faithful. faithful. But yes. many times we don't, we don't. And I guess the one thing that I guess I just hear in my spirit is um Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They were in a very unfavorable situation. Yes. But God still was in the midst of it. Yes. And that's what we have to get is that even though it appeared at that time, God didn't answer at the time that yes. they expected. They were still put in the fire, but God came in the fire with them. And Mm -hmm. so his promise to us in Isaiah is true that when, as you said, the situation and circumstances are unfavorable, God's promise to us still is, I will be there with you. you I will not allow it to consume you. I won't allow it to burn you up. You will come out of it because I'm going to be with you. And that's what we have to know is that we grieve the no, we praise the yes, yes. and then we are we are just discombobulated about the wait. But one revelation the Lord gave me about that is this, and he gave me the story of Abraham and Sarah. He mm-hmm. told them what he was going to do, and mm-hmm. over and over and again in the Bible, he tells everybody what, even... Even with uh, Mary, he told them for what was going to happen. But what he never told them was when. We have to take God at his what and run with one until we get to the when. We already know what. He Even with Joseph, he told Joseph what. He gave him a picture of it, but he yeah. didn't tell him when this was going to yeah. happen. He didn't give him everything he was going to have to endure in order to get to the when. Yeah. You have the what God has promised you. What God has promised you is true. You got to keep holding on to that what until you get to the win. Woo! My mind now. <laughs> that, that takes faith. That it takes, takes faith. Belief. That takes a decision. Do we yes. believe God at his word? Mm-hmm. And do we keep him in remembrance of his mm-hmm. word? So even if he's, even if the no is happening. Yes. You said we have to grieve it. But are we going to still take him at remembrance? Sometimes there are things that, there's so many factors to this, right? Sometimes yeah. it is our own doing that hindered or caused the no. That's just yes. level set Absolutely. That, right? there Absolutely. Are times when our own behaviors, our own decisions may have hindered. And then other mm-hmm. times is what other people have done to us. Yes. Or other people have set up, you know, other doors that were open to the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes there's a reason in God's design, right? But are we going to take God at remembrance? There are also times where we can provoke God's blessings upon us. Yes. Life. For yes. example, let's talk about Jabez. Come okay? on here. Yes. Jabez, first of all, <laughs> why would your mama name you Jabez? <laughs> and Jabez, the word Jabez meant pain. Can you imagine everybody calling you pain? Hey, pain. 
pain. Stop playing with us, pain. Jabez right. saying pain, pain. Now, Jabez could have said, well, it is what it is. My name is pain. Everything mm-hmm. is going to work out in my life. I guess whatever I try, I'm just going to fail because my name is pain. It right. Is but Jabez was like, no, no, no. He provoked God's anointing. Yeah. That God, yeah. Is open, you would keep your hand on me if you will bless me indeed, enlarge mm-hmm. my territory, expand mm-hmm. my border. And the Bible says that God honored his prayer. Yes. So there, are, there are times that even if we do get a no, right? And maybe yes. things did not happen the way that if we know and we have a relationship with God and we know his promises, we can say, God, I trust your timing. I thank you that you, that you mm-hmm. cause everything to work together for my good. But Lord, your word says, that's it if i tithe if mm-hmm. I give, that man will give unto my bosom that the windows of heaven will be open or whatever whatever promise that we want to keep and continue to declare that who knows different blessings or, or god's blessings can be provoked absolutely and then here's the deal not only provoke it but we have to because let's say we get excited when we hear what god is going to do right yeah we get excited we 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 can glean into that promise. Ooh, God promised. Ooh, yeah, he said it. But just as sure as he said it, even though we don't know when it's going to happen, do we trust him more than we trust the promise? Right? Meaning this. Talk about that, yeah. Meaning this, that God is the promise keeper. God is the promise giver. He is the one that never fails. He's the one that spoke it. Yes. Many times we are leaning so into what he said and not into him. Because if he decides to change his mind and Mm -hmm. if he delays it, then that's when we become confused and we're upset with him. But if we are surrendered and if we honor him, then we have to take him at his word that whatever he says, when he changes his mind, if he changes direction, which is what he what happens sometimes, Mm -hmm. then we're okay because I am more leaned into him and Mm -hmm. not what he said he was going to do, right? Mm-hmm. I believe what he said, but I believe it enough that if God changes his mind, he changes his plan and he says, no, I'm still okay because whatever he does, I already know he's going to make it well. Mm-hmm. He's going to make it good. But most times we are so just into, like the Lord will say, oh, you're going to get married. So now we know he said it. Oh, we, we start doing everything to get ready that we think we're ready, right? And the Lord is sitting back like, but you hadn't put me in the equation. Mm, yeah. You're, I, I'm not in the center of that, but you're ready. And then we're mad. Like, why hasn't it happened? Or if something happens and it doesn't work out and all he's simply telling you was, I wasn't in the equation. Yeah. I gave you the promise. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. we'll be like Abraham and Sarah trying to help him make, fulfill it. And he doesn't need our help. He does not need our help at all. He doesn't. Yeah. So we have to make sure that we are leaning into him and not just in what he's promised. Like we hear people say, you know, I don't, I don't want just, just his hand, right? God, I, I want to be, be at your heart. I don't just want your hand. I'm not coming to you asking for a handout. I, I want the heart of God. But the yeah. heart of God, just as David shows us in the context of this text, is that I surrender to whatever he says. But I pray, David prayed so, I do believe, as you said, because he knew I prayed before and right. God changed his mind. Yeah. I prayed before and God struck my enemies. I prayed before and God delivered me. And surely this time I can do, even though I know I'm guilty, even though I know I don't deserve it, I'm still going to go in and sit before him and lay before him and inquire of him. But then when whatever he says, 
I surrender because he tells us in Jeremiah, call unto me and I will answer. That is a promise. Then he says, I'm going to show you great and mighty things that you know not of. So when God shows us that stuff that we do not know, can we accept it then? That's why I say God didn't ask your prayer. He didn't ask your prayers. Now what? What what you going to do? You got to stay. We have to stand on the promises of God that are sure. And his assurance is simply this. I will not fail you. <laughs> Woo! His promises, I won't fail you. It may look, you may look like you're falling, you may look like you're drowning, but his promise to you is that I'm gonna be there. Right. I'm I will pick you up. I will turn you around. I will strengthen you. I will see you through it. I will pull you through it. I will help you to overcome no matter where you are. That is his promise. We gotta take him at his word. We got to take him at his word and we've got to change our position. We got to change our perspective. We've got to get into that worship. And it wasn't until after David worshiped that he ate. And then I say, you got to live. You got to live on purpose because after that, David, then after he ate, then it says he went and he encouraged his wife. Yes. He had relations with his wife. And then he went back to doing what he was doing. He went back into war. We've got to live. We cannot allow the no's to discount every other time God has said yes. And that's what we do. We let one no rob us of the rest of our lives. And that is not what God has for us. Just because he said no this time. Yes. Doesn't mean he says no forever. Now the no is hurtful. It is. But we have to realize that God has a greater understanding of where we are and what's going on because he is the God that is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He's the God that's in the middle of the thing. He's at the beginning of it and he's at the end all at the same time. And because he's all knowing and all sufficient and sovereign, we have to trust that, you know what? Maybe he knows something that I don't know. Right. You know, and and one of the things my friend told me as we were talking about this and this topic came out of me was this. She said, now I understand that God was trying to get me to trust him. Hmm. and I didn't want to trust him. She said, I did not realize I had put all of my confidence and all of my trust in my husband. Ooh. And then the Lord took him. <laughs> Listen, no exposes us. Yes. It exposes where we are. It exposes mm-hmm. where we are in our heart. It exposes what's in our heart. The no comes to expose what, what do we really believe? Do we really yes. believe? Are yes. We really trust God, or are we putting our faith and confidence in a thing, or a relationship, or an idea, or a dream? It exposes us. It does, and it shows you where you. Who are you following? Absolutely. Who are you following? Are you following Jesus, or are you following you? Come on. Are you surrendered to Him, or are you surrendered to yourself? Yes. yes. Because at the end of the day, when we're surrendered to Him, whatever He allows, as the yes. songwriter says. Yes. I accept it. Whatever he does, I accept it. And it's not that I don't grieve it. It's not that I don't, uh, I'm not upset about it, but it's that I just come to this place that says, God, my life is in your hand. Mm -hmm. I am not my own. I have dreams. I have goals, but if it is not according to your will and your design, I don't want it. Mm -hmm. And whatever you have for me, I know that you're going to be there and you're always going to make it good. And you're always going to allow me to triumph. And even when he does not, it's in those lowly places that we still have to be able to lift our eyes and say, but I still bless God. I still bless God. But I still honor him because Job was able to utter it. He said it. And this is so true. He said, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now I see you. Hmm. 
Many times we say we know God, but we don't see him. We don't <laughs> my God. We only see him in the good, mm-hmm. but we have to see him even in the bad because he is a God of justice. He mm-hmm. is a God of rage. He's a God of wrath. He's yes. a God of love and peace. He is that God. But yes. many times we want to define his character only with the good. Only with the good. Come on. <laughs> and, and we the, get mad when yes. we see his other character. But we have to learn that Job said, now I see you. Mm-hmm. Though he slay me, I will still trust you. I will still trust you. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. still going to. And then, he, then Job even uttered, there are no purpose or plans of yours that can be throttled. Mm. In the midst of what he was going through, he still understood that God's purposes for him were not going to change. Come That's on. the same for us. His purpose for us does not change. Mm-hmm. His direction changes. <laughs> Come yeah. on now. His yeah. direction changes. But the songwriter said he's the God of the hills and the valleys. Mm-hmm. So he's the same God when, when everything is well. And he's the same God when everything is low. He is that same God. That's who he is. Yes, he is. That's who he is. Talk about the sovereignty of God. The sovereignty of God. So, so God did not answer your prayer. Mm -hmm. Now what? So you mentioned just to summarize for people who are just taking this in, because this is, this is good. This is good. good. (laughs) Number one, we have to get up. Yes. I think it's important. I think you also Mm -hmm. said it's important to, yes, grieve, grieve. Yes. Grieve the no, grieve the disappointment, mm-hmm. what's going on. But at some point, there's a decision that has to be made with accepting the no. Yes. Imagine that God is still sovereign. Yes. That God is still holy. He's still mm-hmm. awesome. That we have to trust his timing because he will cause all things. He causes all things to work together for our good. Yes. We have a responsibility to be steadfast. Uh-huh. Steadfast. Because if we give up, if we give up, who we, we don't know if the blessing is right around the corner. That's right. Right? And then the other That's thing right. is after we get up, so we have to ac- 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 accept the response. Uh-huh. Worship God for who he is. Yes. Yes. It's all, it's all based on relationship with God. Where is our mm-hmm. heart? Where is our heart? Where is our heart focus? Is our heart posture on right. circumstances? Is our heart posture on people? Or mm-hmm. do really, really trust God for who he is and for his promises. Right. And then the last part of that was live. You know, I said live, but it should be live with purpose. Because yeah. remember, after David got up, you know, and he ate. And then it said he comforted his wife. He had relations yeah. with his wife. And then he went back out into, into war. But the thing that blesses me about this whole situation was that the Lord, David was grieving because the Lord had taken a child. But I want us to get it at the end of that. After David went back in and had relations with his wife, the Bible says immediately she got pregnant again. That's why it's so important that we get up, that we worship and that we live on purpose because God still has something else for you after that. No. So whether it's another child, whether it's another spouse, whether it's ministry, whether it's a business, whatever you are grieving, just know that that's not the end of it. When you do what God wants you to do, God still has another answer. So in, in his saying, no, no, this child is going to die. He still gave them another one. Come on. And this, ch- oh my God. Yes. He gave them another child. Come on. <laughs> it's so, 
Oh, oh that blesses me. So oh, I said, my God. And <laughs> about Job too. You know, he lost everything, but then he got double. Everything he lost. Double. Everything. Everything. Wow. Everything. But he had to live. He had to go. Job then had to pray for his friends. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we still got to be obedient. Mm-hmm. to God, even in our, because God is covering us during that time. And the thing that he told David through Nathan was simply this. He said, the sword is always going to be at your house and your child is not going to live. But he also still made him a promise that every throne of line for this kingdom, there will be somebody in your family that is there. God still takes care of us, even when we do what he tells us not to do. And we have the audacity to complain because he made a decision that didn't make us feel good. He didn't promise us that. He promised us that he would be with us. He promised us that he would help us. He he did not promise we would always understand it. He did not say that to us, but he promised that he would comfort us in it. Yes. Yes. Do you think, what if somebody is saying, well, I hear you, but is there something that I did that caused a no? What if it's something that I <laughs> we you know what we we just have to be honest and know where we are. I mean, for there's always self-evaluation, right? Absolutely. And you have to own what you know through self-evaluation. And then here's the thing: when you're grieving, um, the Lord will begin to speak to your heart, and you just have to accept that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I say that, and I say that because even in, even though I was not the guilty party in the reason why my marriage ended, I did play a part, right? Mm-hmm. So even though I was hurt and I was disappointed, the Lord showed me me. So Mm -hmm. I had to accept that. Okay, Teresa, um, you were busy doing this. Okay, Teresa, you took him for granted. Okay, Mm -hmm. Teresa, you were not available. So I had to grieve that part of that because I have, I can only take my part. So even when we, we have to remember that it doesn't cause the no, well, I'm not going to say it doesn't cause the no, but what happens is is that because God knows that you're not ready, that's Mm -hmm. most of it. He knows that we're not ready. Yes then he tells you no for now. Right. But it's not, it's not forever. It's it's not forever. So because he's telling us no, now he's getting you ready for whatever it is. He, when he is going to do what he's going to do. Absolutely. And so we just have to be honest with ourselves. Where am I? Or if we failed and we messed up to know that God can redeem that. Because again, I'm gonna go back to David. Look at what happened. He had sinned. He killed a man's wife, uh, a, a, a man's, a woman's husband. And the Lord was angry with him. He killed his child, but then he gave him another one. Mm-hmm. And he repented. He repented. He so repented. we do have to do that. We have to own it. We have to repent of it. Yes. And we just have to accept what God has allowed and then know that there is going to be glory. There is going to be something else yes. grand that the Lord will allow to happen for us yes. um, in our next season. Because this is this season. Seasons change. seasons change they don't always remain the same seasons change so this may just be your season where you had a no but your next season god is saying get ready to go come on here (laughs) it's okay to ask god lord why you know this didn't happen i prayed lord god i prayed you know some people say well i prayed and i fasted and i wear but lord why didn't it's okay to ask god if you have a relationship with him it's okay yes it is what is it that i need to know what is it Mm -hmm. see what is it that you want me to realize that god that i could work on is there something that i need to work on is it me god what is it why we can ask god Mm -hmm. and and, in, in his infinite glory um, because he loves us, he will 
show show us yes why and, and he will show us why but i want people to know this most of the times when we're praying that we yeah. think sometimes i'm not gonna say all people let me not say that but many people believe that god is going to show them something about somebody else yeah come on but he's not <laughs> he's going to show you you <laughs> okay <laughs> because you have the power only to change you not anybody else god yeah. has the power to change other people and when he reveals things to you about other people he's revealed it into the context of you that this bothered you because of this or this is you because of that yeah. and then you work on you and god will fix the rest now does god show you people yes he does but generally he shows you you so that you can do whatever it is to be better, to be whole, uh, to be renewed in that season so that God can help you grow in it. Yes. It's always about growth for him. It's mm -hmm. all the way about closeness in him, with him. God wants us to be so closely connected to him. And many times we don't realize that it is just, that's his desire. He wants us to love him and we don't have to be perfect in doing that. Absolutely not. Absolutely. David was not perfect. We know his story and over and over again, the Lord said, that's the man after my heart. Mm -hmm. But it's because he spent time with the Lord. He repented over and over again. He was talking to the Lord. When yeah. I think about him telling us to commit our ways to the Lord, trust also in him and he will act. That was not a simple task. That was while he was on the run from yeah. Saul over and yeah. over again, having to commit his way to the Lord. Think about that, having to commit and not do something somebody who's trying to kill you who in your face yeah. trying to kill you and you did nothing to them and the lord is saying no don't touch him yeah. i got you but don't touch him we yeah. gotta commit we gotta commit our way to the lord we've yeah. gotta trust in him and god's promise to us i'm going to act yeah. i'm going to show up on your behalf yeah. so when god doesn't answer we have to remember that it's not the end of the thing it is beginning of the thing yeah that we've got to surrender. We've got to be in a surrendered place where we really honestly are evaluating our lives to see, am I more committed to what he promised or am I more committed to him? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's hard, right? Because yeah. we really think that, oh, well, I'm committed to God. But sometimes we're only committed because we want what he can offer. Yeah. And the Lord knows that. So then he's going like, oh, okay, they ain't ready. They, they want it, but they don't want me. Woo! Mm. My God. Mm. Mm. <laughs> My gosh, because if he doesn't do another thing in this Please. season, come on. Are we still going to bless him? Are we still going to do our part? Are we still going to be steadfast? Are we still going to pray? Are we still going to realize? Yes. Are we still going to, to do the things right. that we're supposed to do? Exactly. He's not going to do anything because, well, you know, God's not talking to me. So I'm just going to you know, act like an orphan child out here in the street. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? God does take us through those seasons. I don't like those seasons. I don't either. Um, I, I don't like them, but I've learned in those seasons that he said enough. Take what he's already told you, Teresa, and do that until he says something else. It, it must be that what he's told you, you are not doing it. So mm -hmm. he said, I'm going to be quiet. Think about it as a parent. I'm, I don't have children, but I, yeah, I was raised by some parents. So when your parents give you instructions and they have to keep giving it to you, at some point they stop talking. Yep. And they tell you, do what I said, right? Mm -hmm. So you in there struggling and trying to make, well, and then if you keep on, they, they gonna come in and do what? Get you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think sometimes we have to remember that yeah. when God gives us instructions, many times we're questioning him. He, he's saying, no, I've, I've given you what to do. I'm gonna be quiet. You just do what I told you to do. Mm -hmm. 
And when we are going astray, then he starts speaking, right? Yep. yep. Absolutely. When the task has been completed, then he gives you the next assignment. Mm -hmm. And many times he's not speaking because he's like, you ain't did what I told you to do now. How are you ready to go to the next level? You ain't did that. You got to do that. <laughs> Goodness. <perfect>. So. <laughs> mm. Okay. So to wrap up this part, to wrap up this episode, this is such a blessing. I'm thinking about the person who is listening and is saying, okay, okay, sisters. I got, I'm trying to deal with a no. I, I heard what you say. You said I have to accept the no. You said I have to grieve. I need to give myself permission to grieve. Mm -hmm. I need to accept the answer and I mm -hmm. need to get up, do something. I need to worship. I need to, mm -hmm. God, I need to live with purpose. I need to, mm -hmm. but what about the people that are really, really struggling with the no's? Because I, I really wanted to be clear. And I know people people say, well, first of all, let me just level set because there are some people that are thinking, well, I asked God for this and he took, God is not a God. God doesn't take, he's not a God who takes your loved ones from you. Right. He doesn't, he's not a God who just separates, you know, uh, dads from moms, dads from their kids. Right, right. He doesn't take, he doesn't. So right, exactly. Yeah. Maybe that no is I worked so hard for this, for this test, mm -hmm. this license, and I didn't get it. Or that no is, I, I applied for this job, and I didn't get it. Or that no is, I really thought I was going to be married, but I didn't get it yet. I did. I haven't gotten it yet. Whatever that mm -hmm. no is for people. I think, mm -hmm. right? 2020 was a lot of no's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and even now, but what do you say to somebody who's really, really struggling? You know, I hear you. They hear us, but they're really, yeah. really struggling with that. To know what I say is this: to know that God he, to know that God hears you, yeah, and to know that He answered what you needed right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It does not mean that, as you said, yet that is the key word, mm -hmm. because the no, like you said, for the test or the no for the job opportunity. Sometimes I'm going to say, as I just said, God is simply saying, "I need you to be faithful where you are." Yes. I know you want to leave, but I need you to be faithful and consistent where you are because the people that you, because let's be honest, sometimes we move out of fear. We move out of, we're tired of all of the chaos that is around us. Um, or we feel like we sense that God is saying move and maybe he is, but maybe he's just simply saying, I need you to be faithful where you are right now. And I've got this. Yeah. Can you trust me enough to hold on to this? No until I get you to that yes. Can, can you trust me enough in that? And can you give, can you take my word with the support that I'm gonna give you and trust me that I've got, that I've got you, mm -hmm. that I honestly got you? Because I've heard stories of people saying, you know, they were treated so bad at a job, right? And that yeah. they wanted to leave, but the Lord told them to stay. Mm -hmm. And it was hard, it was devastating. It was, they did not understand it, but they trusted God enough to do it. And what God ended up doing was removing the very people mm -hmm. that were there that were causing them the grief and then promoting them. Yes, 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 yes. So we, we have to know that again, I'm going to say, we don't understand how God is working in the background. We don't understand what he's orchestrating, but we have to remember he's always working on our behalf. Yes, he is God. always fighting yes. for us. He is always warring for us. Mm -hmm. And when we get to that place, we've got to be able to hear 
because sometimes we don't hear him yeah because we're so into what we want Mm -hmm. and what we need and we want the relief from that painful feeling we want that relief and we want to do anything that's going to get rid of that feeling so that we feel okay and Mm -hmm. God is saying I need you to sit with that for a minute absolutely because where I'm about to take you in the joy and the peace I'm about to give you I need you to appreciate this so you understand what this is not my will for you but what is my will for you I want you to know what that's going to feel like so you're going to appreciate it and you're going to be able to walk with somebody else who's been through that very same thing because you endured it yes yes but many times we're trying to get out of it so fast that we're not getting the experience we're not getting the lesson that he's helping us to discover and to learn about him because I almost keep saying it. we never really know the true character of God about things until we've experienced it. I yes. can say God is a provider, yes, but I really understand the character of his provision when I don't have anything and nobody else can give me anything and God does it, right? Yes, yes. So we need to know sometimes that's why I believe that's why Job was able to other now I see you because Job had it all. Mm. But when the Lord stripped everything, mm. he had to be honest and say, God, I've talked about you and I've heard about you, but now I see what you can do. Mm-hmm. We, yes, we, <laughs> will we still praise him? I just keep hearing that word praise. Yes. You know, yes. We will still praise him. We will still worship him. Yes. Because, you know, again, people say we, we can easily quote the scripture. I know we get into the clothes, but. I would bless the Lord at all times. That <laughs> all times includes unfavorable outcomes. That all yeah. times includes when the no's, in the midst of the no's, in the midst of the grieving, yeah. in the midst of those things. Will we still praise him? Because God is still expecting us to, he's still expecting his praise. He's still expecting him, us to worship him. And mm-hmm. all those things are choices for sure. So I Absolutely. Love, 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 love that. So I hope that people are really gleaning a lot from this. So what do you do when you are dealing with a no? So God did not answer your prayer. Now what? What do you do? Mm-hmm. We said, accept the no. Mm-hmm. First of all, grieve. Allow yourself to grieve, grieve the no. Grieving yes. the no comes about with, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, get up, move yes. forward, live with purpose. Do you trust God for who he is? And mm-hmm. do you take him at his word? That's right. And all the examples in the Bible for sure. And really, mm-hmm. really taking time to ask God, you know, why did this happen? Or what am I to learn in this time? But also giving God, you know, learning from people like David, learning from people, mm-hmm. learning from the Bible uh, mm-hmm. for help. How do yeah. I do this? You know, because we have, we still have decisions yeah. to be made in this time frame. Mm-hmm. And so then to go and worship because David did worship. Don't, that's not, that's key. Yeah. Yes, that is so key. praise and worship praise and yes worship is very, very important absolutely so is there mm-hmm. anything final thing that you would like to say to this uh at the to just wrap this up with a bow any last final thing i would just say i think one note that i said was what grieve what you didn't want to hear that grieve is key want to hear mm. because when we when 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 you're in that process because you've got to agree because that's not what you wanted to hear and so that is going to tune your ear to truly hear god because you heard something that you didn't want to hear but sometimes what we don't want to hear is absolutely what we need to hear but it also tunes our ear to hear god 
when he is telling us things that we don't generally want to accept about us and about our circumstance, mm-hmm. but that we accept them knowing that God is telling me this for purpose, yeah. for reason, mm-hmm. for my benefit, for my good. So grieve what you didn't want to hear. And so in that no to everything that we said, but grieve that, grieve that because that's really the truth of it all. I didn't want to hear that. You know, I just heard a final question for someone. I just, I just heard a final question and I, I have to say it. How do I worship mm. when I'm grieving? How do I worship when I'm really, really angry about this? No, how do I worship? Y'all are saying, Ooh, what? How do I worship? Yes, that is good. <laughs> <laughs> with tears running down your face. Yeah. With your with you saying, even if you're saying you, no words at all, when we have relationship, we yeah. know the Bible says that spirits make intercession for us, but God understands your tears. Yeah. He understands your crying because sometimes crying is your only form of worship that you have. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's one word, help. Yes, Lord. Yes. And sometimes it's just the clapping of your hands mm-hmm. and saying, whoa, 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 mm-hmm. or oh my God. Mm-hmm. And you keep on until there is a point of release. Mm-hmm. And that may take you many days. Yes. I've been there yes. where you just have to cry your way out of it. You mm-hmm. see, you try to sing, but while you are singing, the tears begin to flow. Mm-hmm. The screams begin to come because in the depth of your soul, there is a pain. And the Lord is trying to empty that pain. And the more you call his name, the more he blesses you. Amen. The more you surrender and the more you bow, the more he lifts up your countenance and Amen. make his favor shine upon you and give you peace. The more you do that, the Lord blesses you and he allows you to see that I am there with you, even though you may not feel it, even mm. though you may not want it because we think, well, I'm just here. I'm just, mm-mm. Mm. The minute you lift your hands, that is a sign that I need help. Ah, yes, glory. Yes, so you, lift your hands. Come on. Because Come. when you lift them today in the name of Jesus, the Lord begins to lift the burden. He begins to lift the weights. And as you lift your hands, I've never lifted my hand and just shook my head and said, my God. Mm. Come on. And God takes even that little bitty thing. Yes. And he turns that to help you then invoke his presence because in the presence of the lord there is fullness of joy in the presence of the lord there is every peace in the presence of the lord there is everything that you need Mm -hmm. to get to you because you need god that's all you really need is god you need god to get into you so that you can get into him so that he can free you to be all that he wants you to be man it's possible yes it is Oh my gosh. Well, I am so thankful, sister, for, for you joining and just blessing me as well as blessing those who are listening today. I know that people are encouraged. This is a hard, some, some messages are, are easily to digest than others, right? Yes. Those messages that is a little hard to, to digest. It is. Because people are going to have to, uh, it's like that steak that's not well done. You're going to have to chew it a little bit before you just swallow it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some hard no's. Honestly, there are. There's, there's no easy answers no. for that. Absolutely. You know, I mean, because there are people who live through some hard stuff. Yes. 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 You know, and, and trying to understand it. So I don't take that lightly. So for anybody that that has, you know, that have 
dealt with some grievous things. I am not saying that this is an easy process, Mm -hmm. but what I am saying, it is a worthy process. Yes, yes. And you may never understand the meaning of the no. No, you may not. You may never understand. There are some things that there are some questions that you still are wanting to be answered. You may never understand it. Oh God, listen, I just, I just heard something. There are times when God has, we think God has said no. We received the no, but God really said yes. Mm -hmm. We received the no because it didn't happen when we wanted to. God may have been silent in the duration of time. And so we accepted the no, but God really said yes. My God. So we have to. to I know, I know, we got Look, I'm over here about to cry. Lord have mercy. <laughs> but I just heard that. And I was yes. just like, oh my God. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. You know, that, because for me, that was true. When I went through my divorce and I just knew that the Lord was saying, this is, it is done. You've got to end it. But it wasn't until last year mm-hmm. that I honestly realized that that wasn't God's no. Mm. It was not. I received the no because it did not happen at the time that I wanted to happen. And God wasn't, and it was, and he wasn't acting the way I wanted him to happen. And, it, and so I said to myself, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. And then as I was preparing a sermon, the Lord reminded me, and I was talking about trusting his process. And he was like, no, ma'am, you did not trust the process. I was like, Ooh. oh my gosh. So. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me let me look i'm trying to die. no this may be a, a whole nother <laughs> a whole nother thing so maybe that's what we need to do okay let's do that part two yeah let's do that <laughs> oh my gosh well let me just try to come back compose myself this was so good sis is there anything i know that you have a lot of ways that you're serving people through your ministry um, why not ministry? Um, just give a minute or two to kind of identify, give people the schedule, the numbers, uh, how people can contact you, um, all those things. If you want. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we, uh, I think you shared earlier, we do morning talk. Um, that's every weekday, 730 AM. That's central standard time. That number is 727-731-8560. You do not need an access code to call in. Yeah, we give please. you encouragement. Mm-hmm. Seven two seven. Oh, seven two seven, seven three one eight five six zero. That is the number for um, the morning talk prayer call, and then for the ministry line, if you ever need to reach me, it's nine zero one four five nine seven four six four, and um, you know follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Um, Instagram is Why Not Men. Facebook is it's Why Not Ministries. Follow us there because we do have some events and things coming up. You know, we're doing Why Moments uh, where we are discovering the beauty of brokenness. That is our subtitle in every quarter. We have a different topic. We just finished our first one, which was uh, breaking through the enemy, the E-N-E-M-Y that has become my inner me, the inner you. And so this next time we're going to talk about sit and heal, Um, you know, because many times we don't want to do that when we've been through devastation, loss and so many things. So that's going to be coming up in April. So yeah, but those are the ways that uh, people can connect with us. And then, um, if you are in need of, uh, just group counseling, individual counseling, call us up. We'd love to walk with you through whatever season you're going through. 
Love it. Love it. Well, sis, I am so honored that you got to join us again. Listen, you will be back for part two Absolutely. Of, this, of this episode. So those of you who have listened, I pray that your hearts are encouraged, inspired, and that you are blessed by this message. Feel free to record, re- repeat it, pause it, rewind it, whatever you need to do. Um, if you can, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. Share this with someone, and I'll be back next week for another empowering, dynamic episode. Have a great week on purpose. Talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.